0: Today, we have Matt Jamie. Matt is the founder and owner of Bourbon Barrel Foods, and they have a pretty awesome tagline quote, and it's, it's, eat your bourbon. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12 year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye opener. You can order online at Sealbox or the bourbonconcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Pursuit podcast. You know, my name's Kenny, and we've taken a a little bit of a hiatus, and uh, we, we apologize for that. You know, sometimes... Life just gets in the way. Uh, bourbon hunting gets in the way. Actually, you know what? I think lots and lots of bourbon hunting have gotten in the way. This is our first episode we've done in about a month now. So we uh, we apologize, but we got a lot of great guests lined up here in the next two to three weeks. Um, you know, BTAC and Pappy season just concluded here in Kentucky. There was actually a huge raffle last night that brought in probably close to a, a thousand people for about a hundred bottles. Uh, I was out there and my, my, toes were freezing and i came up empty and so did all my friends but you know that's uh that's gonna be something we're gonna hold off for another week because we're gonna record a, another episode with another blogger that's going to talk all about bourbon hunting so stay tuned for that uh but as always uh ryan we're back on the show here so uh ryan did you end up with any good bottles uh, the past few weeks during this release season <laughs> no nothing
2: i i uh, was kind of lazy slash busy with the twins i didn't quite get to hunt like i wanted to and but i would go randomly in a liquor store and let like you would be there with everyone i'm like well i came to get wine and here you all are camping out for for uh tiger pappy so it was, it was fun just seeing you guys and uh wishing i was there but uh no it's yeah i, I didn't get much i'm still hoping to there's a couple more raffles i'm going to try to hit in the next couple of weeks but uh other than that no i've just been playing dad man it's busy that takes up way more time than I ever thought, but you know, it's all good. So
0: Yeah, I think the fact that you have twins is is what's the the killer there for you, right? I mean, with one it's kind of it's kind of capable, right? Because, you know, me and you, we both have friends. They all have one kid. And for some yeah. reason they're all out there. They're at the raffles. They're doing all this kind of stuff. But I think uh I think having twins is is the killer for you.
2: Yeah. Two at once is just uh, devastating. No, it's, it's amazing, but it's, you know, all my friends are like, Oh, it's so easy. Just live with your wife. I'm like, you don't understand the two at the same time. It's just like, it's just mayhem, but it's control chaos, but no, it's, it's cool. I did get to do a, uh, my first private barrel, uh, selection tasting at four roses, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and talk so we got
0: that for a second.
2: Yeah. So we, Uh, a friend of mine owns a liquor store in Bardstown, uh, called Toddy's Liquors. And he was selecting about five barrels, um, out of 10 for, to do a private, um, bottle selection for a store. So he called me up and said, he, I don't know, I guess he thinks I'm, I know what I'm talking about, which I don't, but, uh, he called me and we went to Four Roses there, uh, in Claremont at the bottling facility and they rolled out about 10 barrels, pull the bung out. They put the thief in and then they pour each glass, you know, with 10, with 10 different mash bills. And, um, (laughs) you know, you basically go through and do them all side by side and pick out which five you like best. You compare your sheet to the other guys. And then, you know, voila, you got your five, um, bottles that, or five barrels that are going to be bottled, you know, for, and and they said it'll be in like spring. So I'm surprised it takes that long, but it'll be March before they get bottled.
0: So is it going to have a a logo on the side that says Toddy's Liquor with, in coordination with Bourbon Pursuit Podcast?
2: (laughs) I wish it would. That would be a lot cooler if it did (laughs) but I I highly doubt he's going to put us on there.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll try to work that in for the next one.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So no, it was a cool experience and uh, you know, that, that was awesome. And I, you know, the, the, we picked out five really awesome barrels, but at the end, I, he let, we had a bunch of leftovers. So he's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want them. So I blended them all together, um, in a water bottle and I put it in a decanter at home. And honestly, that tastes better than, you know, any of the barrels by themselves. So I made my own small batch of four roses and it's pretty awesome.
0: That is awesome. So I'll
2: let you try it next time I see you.
0: I, I'm, I cannot say no to that. We'll we'll go ahead and put that one in our calendar. Good deal. So let's go ahead and we'll kick off the show. Um, so today we have Matt Jamie. Matt is the founder and owner of Bourbon Barrel Foods, and they have a pretty awesome tagline quote, and it's, it's eat your bourbon. And I'm actually excited to have Matt on the show because I have some of his mint and julep sugars downstairs in my bar. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. So let's kick this off and kind of ask you about your bourbon story. I know you're a Louisville native. Uh, has bourbon always been in your blood like ours? Um, I I think we've always been aware of it. Um, when I was
1: growing up, um, it wasn't as popular, um, you know, it was, um, but as we, as I, as I grew up, as I aged, um, I became more enamored with it. Yes. And then I went to school out of state. So everybody was aware of it and it just became a a sense of pride for me. You know, and it uh, grabbing that bottle when I I went to school in Illinois and you grab a bottle and it says Louisville, Kentucky on it and you show it to your friends and they they all kind of thought it was cool.
0: Where'd you actually, where'd you go to school?
1: I went to a small college in Galesburg, Illinois called Knox College for undergrad and um, I did graduate school at the University of Florida. And oh so,
0: lots. yeah, no. So, uh, so I guess maybe university of Florida might see a little bit more bur- uh, parties with bourbon down there. It was, uh, was your, was your college experience? Was it, was there a lot of bourbon and at your parties? Because I know at of least course there was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, I was like in Kentucky, you know, I went to UK and, and so did Ryan. It was definitely uh, something that was uh, pretty prominent around the parties that we always went to.
1: Yeah. Well, and football games and flasks and, you know, Yes, it was, uh, it was a big part of my college experience. Um, <laughs> nice. But, uh, you know, I came up with the idea to do what it is that we're doing right now um, down in Gainesville. Um, I had actually – I dropped out of graduate school. I never finished. Um, my, de- my degree is in exercise physiology, and so I was getting my master's there. A year in, I realized that I was a horrible student and um, – I think I knew all along I was, but I, I had to be reminded of it. And it was a very hard program. So I, I left and I went to the other, the only other thing that I was comfortable doing and that I, that I had a knack for and that was cooking. And I started uh, on a, on a, on a line at a restaurant and I realized that, uh, you know, it was, it wasn't just a hobby for me, that it was a passion and um, food and flavor and developing, you know, those type of things, you know, came easy to me. Um, I wasn't going to be a career chef, though. And I kind of knew that. And one night after work, I was at an oyster bar uh, with a buddy of mine. And I was just angling for a way out of the kitchen. He's like, well, what do you think you're going to do? And I was like, yeah, you know you know, I want to get into the gourmet foods business. And I said, you know, no one's microbrewing soy sauce in the US. And He's like, that's kind of a cool idea. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll do something like that. And then I totally forgot that I said it to him. And a month <laughs> later he reminded me and I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I am going to research that. It sounds, you know, like a. I wanted to do something that no one else had done before. And you know, as a chef, you you have to be aware of food trends. And this was, you know, early 2001, 2002, you know, when I came up with the idea and, you know, it was a lot, a lot of, uh, cities were getting these micro roasteries for coffee or artisan bread companies were, were popping up and there was a back to basics approach for a lot of products that was happening. And so soy sauce just kind of popped in my head. I knew nothing about it. Absolutely nothing about it. Um, you know, you have an idea like that, the first thing you want to do is uh, Google it, see if anybody else had the idea. No one did, and then from there, it's like, well, why hasn't anybody done it? Um, so I researched it for about four years. We moved back to Kentucky in 2005, um, and I started to see all these similarities and parallels between the brewing of soy sauce and the distilling of bourbon. Um you know, I did a lot of work with the University of Kentucky, their ag marketing and ag economics department, um, with identifying the proper soybean to, to use for soy sauce. And as it turns out, the Ohio Valley um, is, a, is a huge source for the Japanese soy and miso market. So they identified two farmers in the state that were actually growing for the Japanese. And, you know, I, you know, I contacted them and I buy beans from them, beans that were actually meant to go to Japan, um, we also buy our wheat from from these farmers. It's a soft red winter wheat, you know. And then the water, you know, we all know why the water is so important in the bourbon industry. But it it helps with our story with the soy sauce. It's that limestone-filtered Kentucky spring water. Um, it's a very hard water. Uh, it uh, it gives bourbon body does the same thing for the soy sauce. Uh, also, you know, those minerals and nutrients that are in the water r- react well with yeasts. They help yeasts to cultivate. Um, you know, there's yeasts involved with bourbon. There's also a yeast involved with making soy sauce. Um, so the water helped with us, uh, with our story, and then the bourbon barrel kind of completed it. Um, you know, I originally wasn't going to use them because I thought it was too cliche. But, uh, again, it just it totally you know, completed the story and we Match use, made in for, heaven. yeah, it, you know, and a, a weird idea like brewing soy sauce in the U S could have happened anywhere, but it makes the most sense with what I know about how the product is made. Uh, it's history and heritage. Kentucky is the absolute perfect place to try and do something like this. And I think we've proven that it, it, that it works. You know, we, we've been very successful with that product. Um, You know, naturally brewed soy sauce takes a minimum of six months. We age ours for a full year in the barrel. Um, By a Japanese standard, they have six different standards for soy sauce, and their super premium varieties are aged between 12 and 18 months. You know, so we're kind of like the, you know, we we pride ourselves on, you know, making, crafting a very high-quality product. And it's, you know, of all the products we have, I, I can't keep it in stock. Uh, We can't make it fast enough. Keep it in the bottle. Uh, We sell it to restaurants. Um, You know, we we sell it to wholesalers all over the country. Uh, We're we're kind of like someone told me once. I was the Pappy Van Winkle of soy sauce. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't afford to be out of it,
0: <laughs> right? Well, that's that's a good problem to have. So I guess you know I'm not I'm not into the the culinary food scene. So well, the only time I I think of eating soy sauce is on like Chinese takeout. I guess give
2: give me, sushi, yeah, sushi, sushi. Is a,
0: yeah. So give 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 me and uh, some of our listeners kind of an idea of of, of other foods that you can concoct with uh, with your bluegrass soy sauce. Well, it's,
1: soy sauce is the oldest, most widely used condiment in the entire world. Um, it, I would look at it as a salt alternative. You know, there's, uh, it, it's, it's described as that umami flavor profile. So it's like the fifth flavor sense that you have. Um, it encompasses all things, you know, meaty, brothy, leathery. Um, you know, it uh, adds depth of flavor to everything. Um you know, soy sauce, uh, it uh, has only been in the US for about 50 years, you know, maybe maybe 50, 55 years. Um, so it, it's relatively new here. You know, in Japan, there's you know 1500, microbrewers. Um, they over there, it's a lot like beer in Germany, wine in France or bourbon here. It's very regional, varying mash bills um most of they all have soybeans but some of them have different levels of 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 wheat in them um you know unlike bourbon there's only there's only one strain of yeast that will make soy sauce there's there's no proprietary strain um but it' you know you can use it on on just about everything I put it on a McDonald's cheeseburger one time and it made it taste <laughs> phenomenal um you know it's, I I
2: use it in marinades a lot for chicken uh, it's really it's, awesome for chicken. It's
1: it gives good depth of flavor, you know. But the the soy sauce is, you know, it was the um, original product that I that I put out. It was the original idea, um, but it takes me a year to make it, so I had to come up with other things to um, pay for the idea, and you know, it, things like bourbon smoked sea salt, bourbon smoked pepper, bourbon smoked paprika.
0: Um, you know, yeah, I, have, I was about to say, you know, the Christmas season is upon us. And I know a lot of people out there, they, they struggle to, to find gifts for the bourbon drinker in their life. So, yeah, talk about some of the other products that that you make and, you know, what really makes them special.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we don't use bourbon as an ingredient in everything that we make. Um, we'll use the barrel to influence things. Um, we'll smoke with it. So we have a line of spices and sugar that we smoke uh, with with that oak that's been saturated with bourbon for seven years, um, will age in barrels. Um, and on occasion, I think I have less than five products that we actually add bourbon to. Um, but I used those products to pay for the soy sauce. Uh, and they're all, you know, they're, they're very versatile. You know, they're, they're just things like salt, pepper, paprika, sugar, different spice blends like chili powder. Um, they, they, um, you know they they have a little bit of barrel influence in them, but they they um, we we've grown the brand um, to become more of a, a lifestyle type uh, product line that we have. Um, they they uh, sold both uh, in retailers around the country. Um, restaurants use a lot of them. To restaurants, have become about twenty two percent of my business. You know the the product line is diverse. Um, it's not just Southern cooking with what we do. You know, we, we've, we've proven through the chefs that we sell to and, and the outlets where people can buy it, um, that it's, it's more of a, you know, it, it's more versatile than just Southern cooking. Uh, we have close to 40 products now that we sell, you know, it's, it's, um, we kind of grew past the charming business stage a few years ago and four years ago signed a licensing and branding contract with woodford reserve so i do all their cocktail and culinary products uh, that aren't chocolate Um, we didn't get that deal i'm not a chocolate maker but we do (laughs) we do bitters we do three flavors of bitters for woodford Um, we do a salad dressing we do spice blends uh, we do simple syrups and we have a cocktail cherry that we
0: make for them every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. shopify.com slash bourbon. There's two products that that I really am uh, fascinated with that I kind of want you to talk about. Uh, First is the Kentucky Aki. Mm-hmm. and second is the bourbon madagascar vanilla extract because i think that that vanilla extract that that just sounds something that my wife needs to start getting in the kitchen and start making some awesome <laughs> desserts with it or something
1: well the kentucky yaki is a, a fun product um it uh, you know it's just our version of teriyaki you know you put a little bourbon in something and a little sorghum and uh it it becomes kentucky yaki um you'll see a lot the ingredient list on there is really simple, but everybody knows how to use teriyaki. You know, it's, it's one of the most popular uh, marinades in the country. Um, there's ours has fresh ginger, fresh garlic, uh, apple cider vinegar, soy sauce. And then the sorghum is the sweet part. And then bourbon gives it just a little bit of kick. The uh, vanilla extract. A lot of my products are pretty complex. That's probably the easiest one that we do because I buy extract from a uh, family that owns a vanilla extraction company in, uh, just outside St. Louis third generation. And I buy, I buy drums of vanilla extract and pump it into bourbon barrels and let it sit there. So it's like one of the easiest things that we do here. And, um, it is a very high quality vanilla. I mean, it uh, sounds good. easy to use. I'm getting
2: hungry. Just thinking about <laughs> it. It's very easy stuff to use. Um, you know, that's the
1: thing with our products, is that you know they can be as complicated as you want, but if you but they're at the end of the day, they're very, very simple.
0: And then you, you give some some of your you know your followers some guidance because you have a lot of recipes on your website that range from like appetizers and breads to desserts and soups. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about those? Like maybe like how'd you get them? Did you create them? Is it just copy and paste from food.com? Like how do you, no. how you kind of, so we have a, this?
1: we have a research uh, chef on staff. Um, she researches recipes, tests recipes, and then, you know, recreates them for photography. Um, you know, we try and do things uh, that are unique. Um, and also she has been very, very successful with showing the versatility of the product. Um, you know, the, we, do, we have a cookbook coming out next year. Um, it's called Eat Your Bourbon. Of course, um, it will, um, uh, it has about 130 recipes in it and we're bleeding some of them out little by little right now. Um, but you know, if, you know, when you're a gourmet foods company, you need to, you need to have support for your products and, you know, you, uh, you can sell just salt, but as soon as you bourbon smoke the salt, somebody has to ask how to use it, um, and you tell them you just use it like you do salt, it just has a layer of flavor in there. Uh, Same with the pepper and everything else. Um, The recipes give great support, and what Susan does uh, in the kitchen here um, is absolutely amazing. And I think my staff uh, loves it when she's around.
0: I would think so too.
2: Next, uh, <laughs> <and it goes laughs> yeah. To let me about. next one, know when the next test is. I'll, I'm, I'm always down well, to eat.
1: You know, we have people that will uh, just stop in our offices um, because they've read about us or seen us on TV and they're interested in what it is we do. We had a truck driver pull off the expressway and stop here to buy something because he saw us on uh, Bizarre Foods America. people will stop in, and the lucky ones are the ones when there's a full table of food here that she's been testing all day for, you know, the cookbook or the website. Um, We had two couples come in one day, and there there was mussels, there was sashimi, there was skirt steak, I mean, vegetables, desserts, drinks, and I was like, just sit down because everyone here is full.
0: That's too (laughs) cool. So, I mean, I know this is probably like having to choose a favorite child, but – do you have some of your favorite recipes that that are available on the site that kind of anybody can go and uh, play around with? I like the ones that she's done
1: with the soy sauce, but are probably our best, the one that uh, people visit the most is the sorghum cookie. You know, the sorghum is uh, it's a Kentucky product. It, you know, sorghum is one of those you know breakfast table sweeteners that uh, you know was really popular uh, you know back in the middle of last century. And Kentucky has always been the leading producer of it, but it's kind of a forgotten about condiment. And, you know, recently we've, we've been able to breathe a little bit of life into it, um, you know, by making something that was old new again. And we introduce it as more of a gourmet condiment. And, you know, the farmer we buy from, we buy, uh, you know, when I first started with him in 2008, we were buying maybe one 55 gallon drum a year. Now we he grows 50 acres for me. Um, the sorghum is very similar in consistency to like a molasses or a honey, but it has a greater depth of flavor. This generation, you know, they don't necessarily know how to use it. Um, and so the cookie is a great way for them to taste it and, um, you know, and, and use it. We're actually getting ready to start packaging the cookie um, because it's become so popular.
0: So I, there was something else that I was reading about. Um, you got a sponsorship back in 2013 to help build a, a kitchen studio. Can you talk about that some more? So we moved in these offices about four or five years ago. We took over uh, you
1: know, from a, a company had been in here and they moved out. You know, so I inherited all the walls. I had no control over the design. And there was this one room that was meant to be you know, their board meeting room. And I immediately wanted to turn it into a theater kitchen. So, you know, GE, their appliance division is local. Uh, I knew somebody over there and I said, hey, would you be interested in sponsoring this? And they sent somebody over. They did a layout and they said, when do you want the appliances? This is what we're thinking of sending you. And I was like, send it now. I wasn't even <laughs> ready, but I didn't want them to change their mind. They sent us uh, quite the setup. You know, it's nicer than anything I have at home. Uh, two refrigerators, uh, two ovens, uh, an undercounter refrigerator. 56 inch hood and a 48 inch gas range and a dishwasher. Um, it was uh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, it affords us the opportunity to have a kitchen that we use as a marketing tool. We'll do dinner parties in here. We do tastings. Uh, we've done book signings with chefs from all over the country. And now we we've we've had a contract for two years with the guys that do Secrets of
0: Louisville Chefs. Uh, they they've filmed about 60 episodes in here. Yep. See, actually, actually, I I see that show on Saturday morning sometimes when you're just sitting there around. Yeah,
2: Kevin Harned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those guys do a great job. It's like a free commercial for me. It's uh, so the kitchen has become a really big, big part of our office.
2: Now, are you all still over there by Copper and Kings? Is that Copper and Kings is by me. Yeah, or Copper and Uh, Kings uh, by
1: you? They're directly. I was here first. I I, love Joe and everything that they do over there. He's he did an amazing job with with that place over there. but they're directly behind me on Washington Street. My loading docks uh, are catty corner to, the, to theirs.
2: I can't remember the name of that store that with all the – Work the Metal. Work the Metal, yes. My wife yeah. loves that place, and she drug me there one time. And then it was like on a Sunday and something, I look over, and there's like all these bourbon barrels. I'm like, what is this? This is amazing. For the longest time, the,
1: that store kind of functioned as our corporate store. But you know, I, in January of this year, I opened a retail store on Frankfurt Avenue. Uh, oh, between nice. Bailey and Height. And it's done amazingly well. Um, Very educated staff. And the store is gorgeous. Uh, We've had people ask us if we would franchise it into other cities. I'm like, I just want to get a year or two under my belt with this one because I knew nothing about retail when we started it.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I frequent that store often, uh, you know, the last Friday of every month for the Frankfurt Avenue trolley hop for anybody that lives outside of Louisville. Uh There's a there's a street here uh, right down Frankfurt Avenue, which uh, where the store is located. And there's free trolleys that run up and down the streets on the last Friday of every month. And you can just hop on hop off, you can go and sample foods and wines at uh, different bars and uh, smaller restaurants. Um, and then you can even go into other restaurants and have a full dinner. But yeah, then you can go and shop at all these places like bourbon barrel foods right on the street and all the stores usually put out something,
1: you know, special. We always do. We will have a cocktail in there for you to sample uh, food for you to try all showcasing our products. Um, you know, I feel really lucky to have what I have. Um, I don't think in 2006 when I started this, anybody else in the bourbon industry thought that this, this, uh, trend, um, this popularity that, uh, that bourbon is experiencing not only on a national but a global level would continue into, you know, 2016. Um, It's amazing. Um, You know, I feel like my company was able to really complete the whole bourbon country experience. You know, the the CVB, the Convention and Visitors Bureau, has done a fantastic job with, you know, generating a lot of tourism here in the city and the state. People are coming from all over the place to visit us. We're, We're like the Napa Valley of the bluegrass, Um, they visit the distilleries, they eat in the restaurants, you know, we have this great gourmet foods component to it that, uh, you know, is very well defined. Um, you know, and we've been, it's, it's been fun for me, you know, the stuff I'm doing, I couldn't believe somebody wasn't doing already. Um, it's, you know, every story has to have that little bit of luck to it. And my timing was, was really lucky. This could have been anybody's idea. It's that that first mover
2: mentality. And it makes sense, too. I mean, bourbon's like the most versatile ingredient of cooking. You can do some very sweet, like a bread pudding or savory, you well, know, like with it's just very versatile. It is,
1: you know, and there's cooking with bourbon. And then there's kind of what we do. You know, if you would if you listen to the mayor, he talks about bourbonism. And, you know, our last mayor would always make the comparison of, uh, you know, Louisville is like, is the gateway to bourbon country in much the same way as San Francisco is the gateway to wine country. And, you know, I am very familiar with that part of the country and what happens as far as food trends and, you know, and he's right. But if you went to San Francisco back, you know, when I started my company, you know, they had the, the romantic wineries, they had these fantastic restaurants, but they were also very trend setting gourmet foods industry out there. Um, if you came to Louisville you know you had the distilleries you had the great restaurants but if you visited the gift shops those places there was barbecue sauce and spice rubs they really didn't have anything else that was you know exemplifying you know what the state of Kentucky had to offer what bourbon country was all about and you know that's what my company tried to do was really fill that void and that I think we successfully did that and it's it's been fun you know we're we're like a satellite company that has popped up You know, Mm -hmm. that has surrounded the success of the bourbon industry. You know, there was there's a lot of lot of businesses like mine that have seen success just riding the coattails of what what the bourbon industry has seen.
0: We all stand on the shoulders of giants. (laughs) That's Right. right. So to kind of compliment that, we you know we've had a handful of people that have written us messages and they said, you know, I never even thought about doing the Kentucky Bourbon Trail until I started listening to the show. And one of the things that uh, I think would would be something that would very that would be so unique uh, when they come. That's just not visiting distilleries, but um, you also host some other things in your kitchen, like the Eat Your Bourbon classes and the Chef Series. Now, can you talk yeah. about like when do those usually run during the time? of the month or the year uh, so they can maybe plan accordingly and, and how would they kind of get on the, you know, in the queue to be able to attend sure. that as well?
1: Well, we, we do uh, probably two classes a month. Um, we do one chef series and we do one mixology class. Um, we'll pull a chef in from the community, you know, from the Louisville area and they'll cook from their menu using my products. Um, you know, we sell seats for Forty-five dollars a piece, maybe fifty-five dollars. You know, we have room for, for twenty-four people. It is uh, it's meant to be a sampling, but these chefs really throw everything at it, at at you when you're in here. Um, mixology classes. Last one we had uh, Jackie's Ican, who's the new you know mixologist for Old Forester, and she did six cocktails for everybody. So things like that, what we do in here, and you can find out more information about those. You know, like us on Facebook. Or you know, get on our email list,
0: visit our webpage. Um, all that information is there for anybody that lives outside of our great city. You know, how can they get the hands on some of the the bourbon barrel products that that are available? Best thing to do is order from our website, bourbonbarrelfoods.com. Um, we actually this
1: time of year we have a lot of we have some specials going on that uh, will reduce the shipping cost. And I think seventy five dollar purchases and over. Uh, is free shipping. If you want to try and find it a store, there's a retail store locator on our website as well. You know, if you're in Louisville visiting, you know we do tours here as well. Um, I'm not sure many people in the U.S. have actually toured a soy sauce brewery, so um, we've had good feedback from people. They find it interesting.
0: Well, there you go, right there on the front page. It's the Eat Your Bourbon Gourmet Gift Box at seventy-five dollars, and you tack on free shipping. <laughs> There's there's your, your bourbon drinkers and, and culinary expert uh, Christmas gift right there. So, Matt, uh, I want to say thanks yeah. again uh, uh, for being on the show. Uh, this was definitely a pleasure in, in talking to you and learning not only just more about your story and, and how bourbon influenced it, but more about the products and, and how it's definitely filling, uh, like you said, that <coughs> void that's in the marketplace. You know, it's been fun. Like I said, I, I feel lucky.
1: You know, I have a great team that surrounds me. They all make me look smarter than I really am. And, you know, continues to grow,
0: which is great. If you want to learn more about Bourbon Barrel Foods, you can, again, learn about them more online at bourbonbarrelfoods.com. You can like them on Facebook, and you can also follow them on Twitter at Bourbon Barrel. So, Matt, thanks again for being on the show. Ryan, we're kind of getting kind of closing remarks from you.
2: No, just thank you. Okay. Uh, that was really cool. I, I want to do that tour of soy sauce because I, I like soy sauce, and I've never seen it brewed. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. So uh, that's a cool Tidbit of information, but uh, I really appreciate the time. I know this time of year is like crazy, but I've enjoyed a few of your products and they've been outstanding. So I uh- Appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'll be seeing you at the brewery here soon.
0: So if you like what you hear, make sure you uh, like us on Facebook, Bourbon Pursuit. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Bourbon Pursuit. Listen to all the past episodes on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to the old, all the old episodes on bourbonpursuit.com. So that's going to wrap it up. We're going to get back to our usual ways and hopefully getting you a, a new episode at least once a week, maybe even twice a week. We'll see what happens here in the next uh next few months right everything's starting to slow down after bourbon release season's kind of coming to a halt so yep
2: we'll have some more time so we'll, we'll get back to it
0: yeah and then you can actually go back to not spreading uh fertilizer anymore right it's getting about yeah, time to eat
2: for you winter break's starting so i'll have tons of time so we're gonna be going around central kentucky again getting all these interviews and with that uh we're gonna
0: wrap it up and we'll see you all next time